0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the
1: culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Um, I almost mandolined my thumb off.
2: Oh, no. You don't yeah. have an iron glove for that?
1: I, di- I do, but I am not. I wasn't wearing it. You do not use a mandolin without a glove, Sid. I know. To- You're Riley, you look confused. Do You're you know do- what a mandolin Do you know what a mandolin is? That's what happens on the cooking
0: shows all the time. (laughs) Okay. It's like the number one way they hurt
1: themselves on, like, you know, Hell's Kitchen or something. I grated the tip of my nail, but (gasps) that was fine with a grater. And then I I was trying to make a salad in a hurry, and I didn't have lettuce, so I was trying to, like, grate and mandolin a bunch of other vegetables to sort of make, like, a, you know... No, I mean
2: <laughs> we're gonna ignore the fact that that is, in fact, then not a really a salad.
1: <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's vegetables. Not, you can't make lettuce. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't trying to make lettuce per se. Well, but it was. It's like a salad base. I. You know what? This is. I,
2: I somehow TikTok fed me a video of someone making. They they said they were making a salad, and they were like, you know what? I thought instead of lettuce, I'm gonna use a bunch of shredded carrots, and I'm like, that's not what that. I mean we're we're moving into a different type of salad at that point mm-hmm. but it is hardly a one to one. You cannot just I, sub in some carrots for lettuce.
1: I use I shredded carrots and radishes and celery and that's just all else? the stuff you put on a salad. Cucumbers without and the lettuce. Yeah, and then I just threw some chickpeas in with that and
2: mixed it all up. That's like putting a bunch of condiments on a plate and calling it a
1: sandwich. I didn't have lettuce. (laughs) Well. I I used to make these salads out of all my herbs. I would just go out and pick handfuls of all my herbs and chop them up and eat that in a bowl. I mean, at least that's
2: lettuce adjacent. Like, I've had a (laughs) salad that's just a bunch of cilantro that's dressed. That's okay, okay, but... And Riley, I know that's your nightmare, but...
0: That is my uh, nightmare. I don't know how I ended up being the one of us that has the soap soap gene.
2: I don't know. Or does it mean that maybe Sydney and I both have the soap gene and we're just like, mmm, soap.
1: We just love soap. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> possible.
2: Give me that leafy soap.
1: <laughs> the only way for us to know is if we eat soap and see if we enjoy it. <laughs> I feel I remember like I doing have that. at some point.
0: <laughs> I did that test in biology class where they make you lick the strip of stuff and if it tastes mm-hmm. bad then you have the gene if it doesn't that doesn't taste like anything then you don't and i thought it tasted horrible and i was like making a whole big thing about like oh god it tastes so bad oh no um and someone else was like yeah it tastes like something it doesn't taste like nothing but it's pretty good <laughs> And I was someone who did have the bad cilantro soap gene but they just thought it tasted good <laughs> hey.
1: so you never know that's interesting mm-hmm. that was wasn't there that what was that like a super taster test where you could taste the thing, and if you could taste it, you're a super taster? Justin did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Is Justin a super taster? Mm, I don't believe he was either. Mm. I'm not. No, I don't think any of us were. No. No, somebody was. Was it Mom? All the... <laughs> 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 we're all thinking the same thing, but we also know Mom listens to our podcast, so we don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Sydney. I love our mom. I don't know. I would never I, say of anything. I love about,
0: our mom. I would never say anything even close to mean about our mom. It's I love our mean- mom. <laughs> it's not mean. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh,
2: <laughs> I, I I I I could I could believe mom was a super taster. That's
1: all. I mm-hmm. thought. Yep. I I bet. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes um
0: dad dad is definitely not and i say that because dad eats almost anything
2: dad eats garbage doodles
0: and i feel like super tasters i because you taste like more when you're a super taster right everything's like all flavors yeah so i feel like like the gas station like cakes and stuff that like dad eats you know like i feel like a super taster would like not love that yeah i mean
1: did did mom has mom filled you all in on dad's healthy snack and his, his sad Jell-O? realization? Yeah,
2: she sent me a picture of just dad eating some uh, a hideous green cup <laughs> of jello, and just said dad it just said dad's sad jello. And I'm like, what is this? Is
1: this a, I got well, the same exact. Test. <laughs> is, is this
2: a piece? Is this an art? I was,
1: dad, <laughs> dad's been trying to eat healthier, and the problem <laughs> dad, dad's been trying to eat healthier and not eat as much sugar um because he does he does dad, to yeah like, he just eat he, he just like sugar lots yeah. of lots of refined sugar yeah um but he was eating whole bags of those pea you know those dried pea snack things mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: like two bags <laughs> <laughs> for lunch and we had to counsel him about like there's a lot of sodium and like two bags of crunchy peas is not because they're still like chips there's like still what? like a like There's still, like, a snack a, food. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, like just eat a, eat a sandwich or something.
1: I know, like, let's get some, some protein and some some actual veggies. I don't know if they're, are they vegetables really? Like, I they're think, not really peas, are they? I, don't,
2: I think once you puff a vegetable, it's not really a vegetable anymore.
1: Yeah, I thought
0: they took, like, just, like, the powder, like, the, the pea protein or something and then, like, made it into its own, like, thing.
1: I think that's sort of what they are. It's like a pea-flavored cheese puff. Yeah, deal exactly. like imagine a cheese puff but it looks and tastes like a peat but they're also delicious they are and delicious yes they are delicious and i highly endorse them as a snack food but i don't ever endorse eating two entire like family size bags of any snack food at once because like you need you know you need other things too
0: see i guess i inherited that tendency from our father because i too am the same in that if i find something i like I just only get those few things that I like when I go to the store. So then when it comes time for like a meal, I'm like, well, just have to grab one of these three things I like. And these are my these are my meals for the next week. What am I going to like next week? Who knows?
1: I just yeah. I can't I can't be bothered to try new things. I, I'm the same way. I tend to get into ruts. I just keep eating the same things over and over. Yeah, it's a, you know what, though, that crunch sauce you introduced to our lives, Taylor. Oh yeah, that's good, right? I put that um, on a wrap every day now. Like that's my—I—I I have a wrap and it's got some turkey and some whatever veggies I have, and then that, that every is. day. Crunch sauce game changer. I, I haven't
0: gotten that exact one, but they have like—I got the equivalent after we had that conversation. That they have at Trader Joe's. It's like a crunch spicy oh, sauce is it the chil- with chilies in it. Yeah, yeah. I got that after that conversation. I now put that on almost everything too mm-hmm. Is
2: the rice so sandwiches just sometimes yeah. i just eat it a little spoonful just like mm-hmm. i see some crunch in my life
0: it's mm-hmm. a little
2: crunch mm-hmm.
0: a little crunch yeah
2: yes dad tried crunch sauce that's probably healthier than two bags of peas
1: <laughs> dad would probably like crunch sauce you know i should get him into crunch sauce
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's some protein there i mean it's also it's fine i don't know just to give it, get yeah. him a sandwich. Have some, have one bag of peas and like a sandwich.
1: Right. Or like, he loves kidney beans. Can't he just eat a can of those? Well,
2: that's sad. He'll that's sad help. again. That's, that's yeah. sad food times. We got, we went back to sad. Don't, don't go back to sad.
0: He <laughs> but he has, loves kidney beans. <laughs> he has a refrigerator, a little teeny one and a microwave in his office. I know he does. Well, I, don't, I don't know why he can't just pack a little lunch like he's going to school
2: you need to Mm -hmm. find a recipe for like a like a kidney bean salad that's zesty and tasty and has flavors in it and maybe some other vegetables i know that there's a recipe there he shouldn't just eat a can of beans (laughs) he's not a a cartoon miner (laughs) 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 give the man some fresh herbs please
1: that would fit. That would fit into a lot of people's uh, unfortunately stereotypical views of West Virginia. Yeah, like our dad true. takes a can of beans with him to work Never and he eats that of beans. in some bags of. They're not really peas. They're like processed fake peas. <laughs> and he's got a pepperoni roll in his back pocket. <laughs> oh, Washes no. it all down with some, some moonshine.
2: moonshine. Yeah.
1: That's not none of that is no, true. That's no. Not. That's not what it's like here. Except the pepperoni rolls, the pepperoni that roll that is, is a real, that's a, a, true. You get those at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where they're best. When
0: you tell people that, by the way, they will look at you like you are making something up to make them laugh. Like when people here asked me what a pepperoni roll was and I explained it and they said, well, where do you get them? Do you make them? Like do restaurants have them? And I said, no, you get them at the gas station. <laughs> they all started laughing and then said, no, really, where do you get them? <laughs>
1: I mean, you can make them and yeah, some sure people yeah. are very good at it and you can get them at restaurants. It's just I usually my experience is that when we get them at local restaurants, the restaurants have tried to elevate them in some no way, way and you miss the, right. You miss the point mm-hmm. like, yeah, I guess you could. I mean, you could do that with it, but that's not the point.
2: <laughs> There's a very important process that happens when it's wrapped in plastic and mooshed with the oils and then <laughs> it chills like that. Mm-hmm. It needs to be kind of cold and mooshed. Because you need the, the bread, the oils to soak into the bread.
0: Yeah, when you bite yes. into the bread, and it almost tastes like it's still dough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the best part. Yeah.
1: And and I I am a uh, I believe it has to be pepperoni slices, not the pepperoni stick. You yeah. know, oh, yeah, the oh, long pepperoni absolutely. stick log. I don't like those. No. don't like those. Mm-mm. I can't appropriate. Um,
2: I can't believe there hasn't been some obnoxious like New York food trend that is the elevated pepperoni roll I I I, maybe that happened and I just did not see it but that sounds like something that would happen
1: Yeah. yeah it's definitely a thing like in West Virginia you'll see restaurants especially people who are like like places where they're actually making good like I don't want to say fine dining because I don't really go to a lot of places that are very fancy. We don't have a lot of places that are very fancy, but you know what I mean? Like this is good quality people who have studied and are making really cool things. Um, they try to, they always try to throw like uh here's a West Virginia classic pepperoni roll. And it's like, there's cheese in there and there's all kinds of seasoning all over it. And it's soft. There's a sauce with it. And it's all no a calzone. Thing. No, yes, this, this yeah. is fine, but it's not a pepperoni roll. <laughs>
0: pepperoni rolls are good now i can't wait for my drive home and i can stop at a gas station and that's mm -hmm. where you know you're getting close is when you stop in a gas station they have pepperoni rolls right by the checkout (laughs) and
1: and listen i love sheets and you could stop at a sheets but that's not where you want to stop for a pepperoni roll
0: the tiny little gas station where like the inside part is barely big enough for like a few things in a bathroom Mm-hmm. that's, that's like go.
2: just named after a dude <laughs> <laughs> wait the bathroom Art. or the whole establishment <laughs> <laughs> it's, the establishment uh, is yes. Randall's mm-hmm. the bathroom is Gerald <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's, it's always something like Cap's market and it's yeah. like who <laughs> you know like who's Cap I don't we don't know but this is his market uh. we are all Cap <laughs>
2: And you're there. You That's can't. where
1: you stop for the pepperoni
2: rolls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not talking about pepperoni rolls no, today. No. Unfortunately, no, we're not. We're we're talking about that thing you do. Um, I can't believe I was watching the movie and Justin came in and he was like, Is this for still buffering? And I said, Yeah. And he said, How have you not done this yet? How are you just now doing too. this movie?
2: I know this was so, a, a a big favorite of yours, Sid. I,
1: oh yeah Well it was Sorry I'm trying to pull it up so I can tell you what year it's from yeah. I think 1996 Thank you <laughs> I think because I looked it up also My, I went down a, I went down this rabbit hole Looking at the cast earlier And trying to figure out what other stuff yeah, Jimmy did
2: Yeah because he's so He's just such a handsome boy And I'm like how mm. has this face Not been in more things
1: Has um, he done anything else? He, well, he is, so he's, yes, he's done, I mean, he's done a variety of movies and TV shows, like, I had sort of heard of, but I couldn't, nothing else, like, huge like this that i found, mm-hmm. except he's in a whole bunch of DC Universe-related TV shows. Really? Like, Batwoman, and, um, hold on, what were the other ones that I found? He was in Batwoman, he's he plays Jonah Hex.
2: Oh, wow, that's a great character.
1: Yeah, I, I found he was in the Flash. He was in DC Legends. He was in uh, Crisis. What I don't know what that is. Uh, anyway, he 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 is in the DC universe. It appears. Uh,
2: that so, a lot
1: that's of scary there. movies too.
2: That, that's yeah. funny because at first, it's been a while since I've seen this. I thought he looked like Tom Welling, who was Superman in Smallville. It's a different actor. Um, I was like, oh, that's it's interesting that, that he's in D.C. because that's who I thought he was at first.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Kind of well, similar looks. Yeah. So that's so that is where he because he is he is a very handsome young man. Yeah. That is where he. Ended well, and and up. Um, and Guy
2: Guy Patterson is he has he done anything? That was the other question mark I had. I, Tom,
1: what else has Tom Everett Scott done?
0: Um, I've definitely seen him in things because I recognized him, and now I'm looking at the things he's done, and I. I all mean, recognizes he was the dad in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's a cutie patootie.
2: They're all cutie patooties.
0: They're all. cutie I think patooties. I've seen him
1: in Hallmark movies. That sounds right. <laughs> I think that may have happened. Um, I think that's possible. Uh, I used he was to. He also such in La La Land. Hmm. I used to have such a such a huge crush on Tom Everett Scott because of this movie. Um so that thing you do uh, I don't remember gosh I saw it like one of my earliest memories of seeing this is we it had just come it we I had I didn't see it in theaters but it was like one of those movies that TBS decided to replay over and over and over again so or like VH1 movies that rock
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and I so I kept watching it over and over and over again I remember watching it at Uncle Danny's house at the beach one <laughs> I like the, just like everybody's in the room talking all the adults are talking and i'm just like playing it in front of the tv really close because it was turned down really low just watching that thing you do intently like mm-hmm. i love this movie
2: it's interesting that that's your uncle danny's beach house movie memory and mine is hellraiser yeah we're on different paths there
1: <laughs> i mean i remember that one too <laughs> yeah that's
2: very memorable
0: uh, um, um
1: this was we watched this at our
0: beach I don't know if it was a house or it was a condo a very long time ago um, when we were on vacation, you showed it to me. Um, and ever since that point, I keep forgetting they're from this movie, but I guess I shouldn't because one of them is the titular song, but three or four songs from this movie show up on my most played songs list every year now. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, I love them. They, they just like the Bobby boy band upbeat little wild one that thing you do um the uh not wildest dreams my only dream what, is that what it's called
2: yeah
1: uh, no Maybe i know one. what you mean i used to listen to the soundtrack yeah. over and over and over again are yeah, those all
2: I, obviously that thing you do but are they all composed for this film all those songs
1: now that i don't know i would
2: i mean i don't because you know sometimes you, it's like those sneaky covers but i can't i don't think i've ever heard them anywhere else other than this movie <laughs>
0: I think um, so. Looking at the,
2: like the credit is soundtrack. to the wonders.
0: Um, if you uh, on the, uh, it may have all been. I think it is. Tom Hanks is credited as a music writer for several of them. Well, and Tom Adam Hanks.
1: Schlesinger did. Yeah, a lot of the music from Fountains of Wayne, who who sadly we lost a couple years ago. That
0: it, it, he wrote the music for my favorite TV show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
1: Yeah, he did a bunch of great
0: yeah. music. I was
2: gonna say, you know, it's wild because when I was listening to songs like this, feels like this. Guy, this has his stamp all over it. I wonder if he was involved with this. That that makes a
1: lot of sense. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I, I. A lot. I think a lot of. I think all the music I'm looking through. I, I think mean, all he the wrote music that thing you do.
0: He's the only person credited on that song,
1: which is you know I I always think like okay so. To, to back up. If you haven't seen that thing, you yes. do. I don't know how that's possible. I have I feel like I've seen this movie maybe more than any other movie. Nah, Princess Bride. That's the only <laughs> other movie I've seen more in my entire life. High Fidelity. Um,
0: when I mentioned this maybe. to people, they didn't know what I was talking about, uh, I will say. Like, people really? around my age. yeah,
1: Really? Mm-hmm. It's a... Okay. So, it's a movie about a band, The Wonders, and, like, if you're thinking, like like, one-hit Wonders, yes, that is the whole conceit. They rise to prominence. This is, like, the early 60s. Very quickly, and then sort of fall apart, fizzle out, and they have one song that they're really well known for, which is called that thing you do It is all um what produced, directed, whatever by Tom Hanks, put together by Tom Hanks, yeah, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks is the driving force behind this film, um, directed, written by Tom Hanks, um, and like all his pals are in it like both his kids are in it, his wife's in it there's like there's all kinds of people who were in like on stage with Tom Hanks at various times in movies and TV shows like he filled it with like the Tom Hanks universe. I
2: didn't I didn't realize what a what a Hanks project this was.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. It feels like Tom Hanks. It's so like it's so wholesome and well-intentioned. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Tom Hanks is like I mean, is there anything offensive about Tom Hanks?
2: Mm-
1: just seems like a nice guy i, think I mean that, not that we know about. i mean that's
2: his brand again like i don't yeah a celebrity. the movie feels like him Yeah,
1: it feels like that like it's nice it's it's clever it's funny we enjoy it i feel like that the um the drummer tom everett scott's character is uh very much a stand-in for tom hanks a lot of times
2: ah uh, all right i see that now it
1: fe- It feels like, I mean, I'm certain he didn't say this, but it feels like Tom Hanks looked at him and said, just think about what I do and (laughs) do that. Do Do, me. Do me. (laughs) Do Hanks. Do your best, you know, me.
2: (laughs) This is a weird aside, but Sid, do you you think that part of the reason that you like Tom Hanks movies is because he's kind of got him and Justin share a vibe? Because I haven't noticed that until I was watching this movie last night. I'm like... I feel like they have like similar facial features, Tom Hanks and Justin.
1: I can see that. Your, your
2: titular husband.
1: <laughs> I can see that. I, I think they do share a vibe. I would say Justin's brand is a little less wholesome. Oh, well, not brands. <laughs> I mean, like, they kind of look alike. No, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Definitely. Um, And I think there are moments where... Uh, Tom Everett Scott is mirroring a young Tom Hanks mm-hmm. in this movie. Do you think he just said like get me a Tom? <laughs> get me a little Tom. Get me the cutest Tom you can yeah, find. That's
2: the best version of young Tom.
1: I guess
0: this was before Colin Hanks could have done that, right?
2: Mhm. Yeah. He's,
0: in, he's it. in it, but he's much younger. Yes, oh,
1: he yeah. d- he's the is,
0: Page. Mhm. I just looked he, it up because I didn't know, I didn't recognize him in it, but he's, he's in, in, in it, it, it for like, like a scene.
1: Yeah, like five seconds. He yeah. escorts Liv Tyler from the car into the building when they're at the... Oh. What is supposed to be like the Ed Sullivan show, but isn't, but is basically the Ed Sullivan show. Right.
0: And apparently, Elizabeth Hanks appears as bored girl in Dress Shop. <laughs> That's his
1: daughter. They you know. got him all
2: credits. That's what matters.
1: Yep. yep. And then, of course, his wife, Rita Wilson, is in yeah. it as well. Mm-hmm. Which, like, if you continue to imagine that this main character guy... Is sort of like a Tom, like Tom Hanks, is putting a little bit of himself in this character, and then his wife plays this like hot cocktail waitress who's hitting on him. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking it like that adds a whole other level to that scene. That's true.
2: Is this a, is this a parallel to acting? Then is this like a, a retelling of like he was he was the one that had the passion for the art form? Because that's what like my memories of this movie differ from the rewatch. I remembered it as like the lead singer was a jerk and guy was the only good guy in the band. And like I, my, my memories were totally wrong. Cause rewatching, it, I'm like, I feel kind of bad for the main j- Jimmy. Like mm-hmm. he's a talented singer and a talented songwriter. And he seems to just be keeping, keeping to insist. Like I would like to play my music and write my songs. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of treated like the, the bad guy in the film. But he's he's which not
1: what which is why he I mean, if like in the little after credits, he sure. goes on to be successful, you know, they, they get that.
2: But it, it's interesting on the rewatch where I'm like, I don't I, I mean, I don't think anybody was a bad guy necessarily, but I think it's more of an indictment of like the industry that they're just kind of stuck in.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's true. I think what what you just see are like four people who are kind of thrown together and happen on success. It, like, they didn't intend on it. It just happened. And none of them really are headed in the same direction.
0: So what you're saying is they were one direction before there was one direction. Just crazy kids thrown together.
1: that That's... They could have been... Instead of the Eaters becoming the Wonders, they could yeah. have become One Direction. But instead they changed the Wonders. Um, I that's Can I just really say, close. I think Steve Zahn in this movie is one of my favorite performances in anything ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's Lenny. Yeah. Oh, That's, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It did
1: take a minute to look who that was. Yeah. yeah. He, so he is hilarious from the moment that he's like a guy in a really nice camper wants to put our song on the radio. <laughs> I just, <laughs> everything he does cracks me up. He has so many moments in it that are hilarious. Um, I love his whole thing. I think I think he is one of the funniest characters in anything mm-hmm. a, a, as he is in this role. Yeah, I I forget.
2: Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I, please continue. <laughs> uh,
1: I was gonna say and I also forget that that's Ethan Embry. Well, I was gonna say cause I, I love Ethan
2: Embry and mm-hmm. I, I I loved him in this movie. Uh, he was maybe my favorite band member. And I, I didn't realize it till the end that he did. He was never named. He is credited TV as player. yeah, just the bass player.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I didn't even notice that until I'm looking at the cast.
1: Yeah, he's really good at disappearing into the role and and like really becoming it. And mm-hmm. you you do you forget it's Ethan Embry. And he I'd say that's true for him a lot. Steve's on is Steve's on, but he's man, he's so funny. <laughs> the only part is Captain. Go ahead. I was gonna say is Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters that scene kills me.
2: Well, is it like, the only thing that's hard to believe is it's kind of an ongoing joke. Like, Oh, the rest of the band is so much more attractive than him. And he's always trying to get a lady. It's like, that's not, that is not true at all. That is yeah. incredibly attractive man.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think he's adorable and funny. Um, when he says that his greatest, I th- that interview on the radio, when he says his greatest influence is Captain Geach in the shrimp shack, Shooter, gosh, he's so, <laughs> his character's so funny. He's so well-written. Um, what do you what do you all think it was funny because I always felt frustrated that I don't feel like they let live Tyler be much of anything her character Faye doesn't get to be a fully fledged human
2: well I mean I would go as far as to say that the romance element felt really kind of forced like yeah. I agree like Faye is there she's adorable I wanted the world for her she's she's you mm-hmm. know very enthusiastic about the band um, they don't, I mean, it's kind of implied that maybe her boyfriend is cheating on her, but it's never really explicit. They break up and then she's just sort of picked up by Guy Patterson. Like it's a bit of a, what is it when a, a woman has no agency in a movie? It's a sexy lampshade situation. She's mm-hmm. a sexy lamp. Sexy yeah. lamp. She is. Uh, and that, that makes me sad because it's, it's Liv
1: Tyler. <laughs> yeah. That's what kills me too. It's not. How do you use Liv Tyler well as a sexy lamp? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying she's not sexy, but like how is she the sexy lamp?
2: Because you also had Charlize Theron as a sexy lamp in this movie. You had two amazing That's powerhouse true. women just kind of floating, I mean, looking lovely, doing amazing, but like, uh, you know. Yeah. This movie did not did not have the most like evolved w- women characters in it.
0: No. no they needed girlfriend characters for the men Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. they existed to be extensions of the men but they were not written to be their own characters
2: it was disinterested woman and interested woman
1: yes yes and which which i should say like on a side note i i talk about this movie being wholesome uh i'm using that word wholesome in in all of the connotations with that word i think which sometimes are negative it is not in any way fairly representative in terms of like gender or race I think that if you're a straight, cis, white dude, you probably have a lot to connect with and like feel represented by. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is not really in that equation.
2: That, that was the only part that, well, not the only part, but that, that was something that I, I was thinking of like to get that kind of chance, that swing at success. And then like everybody just kind of treats it like, oh, like, you know, the one guy quits, the one guy you know, flits off to Disney World. <laughs> the other guy goes to, to Las Vegas. Guy Patterson is like, okay, just moves on, drums elsewhere. Like, it, I think it is a very specific perspective. Like, you can walk away from a major opportunity and know I'll be okay. Whereas lots of other demographics, it's like, this is the only chance I get and I'm going to treasure mm-hmm. it. I do think that's a very mm-hmm. specific perspective in this movie.
1: It's, I, I, Yeah.
0: I was just, it, it's right on the line between almost feeling like, it's not satire, but it could get there. Yeah. Like I feel like if they just took it like one step further, it would not be taking itself seriously. It would entirely be satirical. Yeah. um
1: I know. Yeah, I I, you know why? Justin pointed this out as we were watching it because if you take it one step further, you've made Wayne's World. Yeah. Oh, well, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a it's a similar except Wayne's World knows what it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> If this movie um, knew what it
0: was and accepted that, it would it would be Wayne's World. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like I no. it does feel very nineties. Like I I feel like it <laughs> wouldn't feel as as representative if it wasn't what it was. Um but yeah. It, no, it it's tough
1: beca- the parts of it like the music is good and that's a tough pitch. Like write a song for a movie that is supposed to be believable as a song that would become like an overnight number one single that everybody in the country is listening to and it has to be of this era like yeah. not, not only write that song but write a song that makes sense in the early 60s catching on like that and it does like the I think this, the song that thing you do meets all of those marks it is genuinely a good song Um, I think that's impressive I think that like you've got people who are turning in some really amazing performances so mm-hmm. I mean it's funny there's lots of cute things. People love that aesthetic, that early 60s yeah. aesthetic. I mean, it's even just that. looking
0: at the poster, like, that just, like, the colors and the outfits and the, it makes you happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I do find, like, as I get older, so, Charlie Theron plays Tina, who is Guy's girlfriend at the very beginning of the film, and then dumps him, um... I found myself thinking so like guy and Tina are dating. We don't know how long they're supposed to go to a, as she puts it like dinner in the club for a date. And instead he's like, well, I've agreed to play with these guys in this local band. We're going to go play a talent show at the like high school gym or something. Um, so I want you to come to that instead for our date and she's not thrilled about it and we the audience are supposed to be like ditch this chick she doesn't get it and i'm thinking i i get it tina <laughs> i if if i was dating a guy who was like a grown up who was like hey i just joined a band and i i want you to come to the talent show at the high school gym with me i would have a moment of like what well, what now <laughs>
0: I like that you added, and we were adults, because you definitely did have that boyfriend. I know, see, but that was when like you were is, a young adult.
2: Mm, you weren't an adult.
1: I was so. like 15. Mm. Mm.
2: It, For, that was a, When you had a,
1: a oh, punk rock boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, we broke up when I was 19. Oh, so there you like, go. <laughs> oh, right. Well, well that, you I will say that, yeah. I know what you mean. He's been in the military. He has been overseas, stationed yeah. in Germany at some point. So he is ostensibly some number of years out of high school.
2: Yeah. But is it is it... Him, Guy is supposed to be older than the rest of them, right? Because they keep yes. calling them teen sensations, which is a mm-hmm. little hard to believe with the actors because yeah. while they're all very handsome, they also do not look like teenagers. <laughs> they look no. like they're solidly in their mid-20s. Yeah. Yes. At least.
1: Yes. Well, and I mean, I think Guy is supposed to be older because he's like... his. They reference his brother, like, them. I don't remember. They they make a reference that makes it sounds like he's the older guy in town that they knew siblings yeah. of or something. I don't know. Like they make that reference, and then they also um, talk about his time in the military. Yeah. So he's had enough time to graduate high school, be in the military, and return. Um. I don't know. I but I I sympathize with Tina. Is all I could say was like. And then he's like, can you continue to come to my gigs now? And she's not like all about coming to all his gigs and like, like, I mean, because we're supposed to contrast her with Faye, who Faye is happy to sort of abandon all of her personal hopes and dreams and wants, whatever those may be, to just sort of follow Jimmy, right? Like, whatever she needs to do, she'll be the costumer, she'll do his hair, she'll do makeup, she'll carry things, she's just happy to be there. Tina's like, mm, not my scene. I'm gonna date a dentist, and I kind of well, don't blame her.
2: And when that dentist walks out of the office, you know, it's a very, I think, it's a, a very attractive dentist.
1: Yeah, he's a dreamy dentist. <laughs> they cast a, dreamy a
2: very dreamy dentist. Mm.
1: So, like, I, all I'm saying is, like, I don't blame Tina as a as a young person. I was probably like, oh, that girl just doesn't get it, and now yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get, I get it, Tina. Yeah, you're a grown up. You just want to you know do grown-up stuff
2: no I I I did I I felt I was fully on team Tina and I was fully on team Faye I just wish there had been some agency for Faye where it's just like oh the one guy dropped you here's another guy yep to pick you up and you're kissing him okay
1: it's it's really a shame because I love Liv Tyler um and yes she is incredibly I realized that like early on like I really was obsessed with that Faye character in this movie and it took me many years to understand why.
2: Because <laughs> it's, it's Liv Tyler.
1: Because yeah. I had a crush on Liv Tyler and I didn't beautiful. know at the time I'm like, God, I just want to why, why don't they put Liv Tyler in the movie more? She, <laughs> that's such a good character. I really want to see this character in the movie more. It took me many years to figure that out. Because um, that... it's a shame because, I mean, she is, She's she's gorgeous but like, what does she get to do? What does she get to be? Well, and I just,
2: I wish, like, I was, like, I, I, in my head, again, like, from my youth, I remembered that there was more of a courtship between her and Guy. Like, oh, she's dating Jimmy, so she can't, this can't happen, but it, it could. And I was, like, no, there's none. There's, other than, like, he gets her in the car when her boyfriend abandons mm-hmm. her, when the crowd is crowded around them. And then, like, he tells her she looks nice when nobody else does. Like, that's... Those are yeah. some crumbs, Faye. Faye, you deserve better.
0: That's what Faye, I had in my head too. Is like there yeah. was like this forbidden, like almost romance between them, until you know there was actually one. And
2: yeah, really just not not anything. No, no. Kind of good friends. That's yeah. He's a good friend to her, here and there.
1: Well, and I I will say like I don't know if that. If the whole dialogue between them at the end with the, like, when were you last kissed? What Was was Tina a good kisser? This whole kissing dialogue. I don't know if we were supposed to, like, if that was... I I don't know what I was supposed to do with that. I've never quite understood why that's the way things work out there at the end. Like, I feel a little weird about it. It's not sweeping romantic words in my mind. Like, was Tina a good kisser? Yep. Okay. Well... (laughs) Why are we so focused on kissing right now? (laughs) Well, it feels like the end to
0: a movie that's about a love story or like a romance. And that is not I don't I don't get that. That's what this movie is like. Yes, there Mm. is like romance, but that's not the main through plot of the movie. And it Mm. feels like an end to a movie that's like a love story. It feels it feels odd. It feels out of place. I agree.
1: It does because it's I mean. I think that you can make the argument that Guy's character sets things in motion. He plays the song too fast at the gym and that version of the song is way better and everybody likes it and then they are propelled on to success. Mm -hmm. But like once he does that initial thing, everybody's just sort of drifting. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like who's who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? I don't know. Everybody kind of drifts until they head their own directions. It's just like sort of like here's a snapshot of something that happened in a band's life maybe. And then they move on.
2: Yeah, because there's like a bit, you know, of a pushback against the music industry. But it's not harsh enough to really make a Mm -hmm. statement. Because it's like, oh, now we're never going to get to record our own music. And now we have to record covers. And that's why Jimmy quits. Which again, like in my memory, it's like, oh, Jimmy was a a crappy character. Like he wasn't, he was like a. Egotistical and self obsessed. Like no, he was pretty straightforward. Like I just want to play my own music. That's a, yeah. You're you're gonna force me not to, so I'm gonna walk away. Like yeah. it's not, it could have gone harder in that if it wanted to make that statement, but it it didn't. It just
1: well, and it it was. I think that they contrast that with like Steve Zahn's character, who like gets what this is.
2: Yeah, this mm-hmm. is just, just a ride. A
1: ride. This yeah. is a ride, and it's not. We have no control, and it will end. And the best we can do is have fun with it until, you know, until we've got something better going. Um, and Jimmy didn't want that. And Guy, I guess, you know, in any movie when someone's into jazz, that's like we use that as code for like they're more they have more sophisticated music taste than the rest of us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So. I don't know. I appreciate that La La
0: Land said, oh, you think that people who like jazz are supposed to be more sophisticated? We're going to make Ryan Gosling like jazz and be really annoying about it.
2: This, this felt like the same character in two different movies a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I felt that too. I, um, I don't know. And this is part of this is my own bias, as I've said on this show before. Uh, I, I don't enjoy. I, I like songs that have distinct beginning, middle and ends. I guess I like pop music. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like a chorus. I love a, I love a refrain. <laughs> you like musical I like theater. Le- I like lyrics um, a lot. I like to know the lyrics. I don't like songs that wander very much. Uh, jazz has never been my thing. And jazz also, like it makes my brain feel too stimulated mm. a lot of the times. Yeah. Mm. So, But that's just me. I understand it's difficult. I understand it's hard. I understand that Guy is the most talented musician. Well, no,
2: Jimmy is the talent, Guy is the the smart one, is is the brains. That's how Tom Hanks breaks it down.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I guess I took it as like Jimmy is the creative one, whereas Guy is like the one with technical ability.
0: hmm. I can see that. I um, was wondering watching this, what this would be like if you made this movie again. Like if they rebooted that thing you do and made it modern in the year 2023. Um, And I feel like it you couldn't unless you set it again like in the 60s like unless you continued to set it back then and just tried to make it like a little bit more like modern in terms of like women and, and relationships and stuff there's just no way that so much of that would work today
1: I, know, I mean I would you would hope that the women would be given agency yeah. to do their own things I mean yeah you know I don't know <laughs>
0: it that's why i said i know it's not set in the 90s but that's why i say it it feels very 90s because it feels like this is a movie that could have only been created in that era of film
1: i think that's true i think it's true of a lot of 90s stuff we're just supposed to get swept away by like oh the cute guy and the cute girl kiss at the end the stakes aren't
0: super high which i appreciate Mm, because it's like i don't have to there's not a lot of thinking or stress involved it's just it's a fun it's a fun ride it's just a little bit, like, you know, two hours of just a detour.
2: Well, that's, I think that was the thing that felt off kilter to me. It's like, the stakes should be high. Like, yeah. getting a, a swing at, like, fame and like, oh, man, you don't have to worry about debt or, like, you'll have, like, security and safety. I'm like, oh, I guess in the 60s and specifically for, like, I don't know, the, the main character of this movie, like, it's not that, oh, I'll be fine either way. And you will be because that's the world you live in. It's just not yeah. the world
1: I live you'll in. Be fine. I I would like to huh. think that if this movie was made in today's in today's world there are enough of us out there with podcasts who have a basic <laughs> understanding of like sound recording what is that threat that... <laughs> What? There are enough of us out there with podcasts it just sounded
2: like a threat sorry please no. continue
1: <laughs> That that the scene where they <laughs> record their hit song in yeah. a freaking church Yeah cuz like I watched that now and I went Justin walked in the room at that moment and I was like okay I'm not wrong that would sound terrible right and he's like oh yeah you would never do that and I'm like no you would never I understand it's to reinforce the point that he's like a very conservative Christian dude that's recording them Chris Isaacs by the way mm-hmm. who's recording them and who is like who usually records gospel choirs or whatever he doesn't record them in the church it would sound terrible mm-hmm. you think all you that echoing that. yeah it would sound awful Anyway, <laughs> no one would buy You're that right. record. <laughs> yeah. I think we all know sound better than that. That's all I'm saying. Now we do. Now we do. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you all for watching that thing you do. I will still say like the soundtrack is great. Um, It's it's funny. It's fluffy. When he says he's off to write his hit song Alone in My Principles, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of little funny bits. I would not say that it's like changing the world with any great themes or revelations. But it's a funny, cute no, but, movie.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, it's stylish. The characters are likable. It's yeah.
1: The music is great. <laughs>
0: it
2: is. Mm. It is a very Tom Hanks film. It's just like yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just nice.
0: It's
1: very this nice. nice. Uh, what's next, Kay.
2: Uh We're going to talk about a, a, another cool, cool band. Uh, uh, Meet me first in the Gimme Gimmes. <laughs>
1: I'm so excited!
2: It's a it's like a supergroup cover band. Uh, they're probably still I don't know if they're still making music, but there was a lot of many CDs in our youth that we listened to. So I don't know. We'll kind of do an overview because I feel like it's it's easy to listen to cover music. But I specifically, Riley, I know this is new to you, and I specifically want you to listen to Ara Drag, which is their show tunes cover album.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay,
1: you'll Done. like it. I'm so ready. Well, thank you both. Um, thank you, listeners. That thing you do will be on TBS. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> also on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's also on Hulu. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you both. Um, you can you should go to org if you want to listen to a lot of great podcasts. You can email us at, at org. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering.
2: And I am
3: too.
2: Doing that thing you do.
3: Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine, and they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother and Me. Maximumfun.org Comedy and Culture